Hello, hello. It is Monday, December 18th, and we are in our third week of our Advent series. This week, we're jumping into the topic of joy. But before we get there, I just want to say a huge thank you to so many of you that have been listening. You reached out to me last week and shared your appreciation for our meditation on peace. I am so grateful. You know, I sit in my office recording um, these podcasts and I'm talking to my window. <laughs> I'm talking to my computer. I think my neighbor across the street might think I'm a bit strange because I often have my hands waving around in the air while I'm talking. But hearing your feedback and just hearing how you were able to really begin to find your own peace last week in those meditations was so encouraging for me. And I just want to say a huge, huge thank you. So thank you for listening. Please continue to listen, continue to share. Um, and I hope that this week's meditation will be a blessing to you as well. And like I mentioned, our topic of this week, or the third candle that gets lit um, the third week of Advent, is the candle of joy. It is Jesus um, comes as our joy. And how do we begin to experience that joy? And today I want to talk about how do we guard our joy. So guarding your joy or anchoring your joy in Christ during um, the season or during the challenges in life, during the good times and the bad times. Um, but let's let's jump into that. So, you know, joy, <laughs> how do we get it? How do we keep it? There are so many things that are uh, pushing for our attention and pushing for um, our emotions that it's hard to differentiate, like, what is the thing that actually gives me joy? And in this season of anticipation, you know, there's a lot of stresses, there's a lot of, um, there's extra people to see, there's extra things to do, there's extra money, the expectation of having to buy gifts and wanting to express our love and gratitude for people in the form of gifts at this time of year. We have family over, we have a party. And so there are many things in that space that can rob our joy. And there are many joy robbers um, in the season. But I want to talk more about joy being a state of mind. It's not just an emotion. I think emotions can be fickle. They can... Um, chop and change according to our external circumstances. You know, our emotions are, oh, my husband gave me flowers, or yay, I'm happy. Or, oh, no, you know, my husband didn't kiss me when I walked in the door, so, you know, there must be something going on between us. And so our emotions can come up and down. I know those were very superficial examples, but, you know, we live in this space where we have this constant entertainment all the time, this constant dopamine hit, whether it is working and feeling that thrill of the challenge or we're on our phones and we're getting the dopamine hit from social media or it's having to see people. And so we're constantly trying to feed this emotion of happiness. But joy is so much more than that. It is a state of being. It is, it's not about happiness. It's about what is a, a constant sense of gratitude and peace and uh, stability within our life. I think that that's where joy is. It's more than just a fleeting emotion. Um, it's, it stems from the anticipation of something beautiful. 
Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 and 3 says, we, we find this promise that sets the stage for joy to come. And it says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And I think joy is a lot like that, where even though we can be surrounded by challenges and circumstances that are really not great, um, we can still find this. We live in a different realm. We live in a different stratosphere as if we were living in darkness and we get to see the light, but others around us are not seeing the light. And that's, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> that I want to get into. But today I want to look at, you know, what are some of those joy robbers? What are some of those things that can rob us of that sense of stability, that can rob us of that feeling of, it's okay, I've got this. Um, and one of those is stress. So the pressure to create the perfect holiday experience, both for ourselves and others, it can be overwhelming. Uh, we may find ourselves stretched too thin, physically and emotionally, leaving little room for joy. Um, you know, there are we, I think maybe we try to pack too much into the season, these expectations of the season, when life is still continuing. We don't just get to stop life right now. There are still demands on our time and our thoughts and, um, you know, our regular day-to-day -day living. And often the stress comes in when we try to add on all these extra expectations where you have to be happy right now. You have to be having family time and game time. And, you know, like you see all these perfect pictures of people in matching pajamas. And don't get me wrong, I have definitely bought matching pajamas in years gone by. Uh, but, you know, there's this perfect expectation. Last week, we uh, took some of our children downtown to Toronto in Toronto to the Christmas market. And in my mind, it's been a few years since I've been there, but I had this perfect holiday, <laughs> this perfect holiday expectation of we were going to get there and we were going to smell the pretzels roasting and the poutine and the barbecue and, you know, the hot chocolate. And it was just going to be this very romantic stroll with our children. Um, and it was packed, first of all. The traffic was horrendous. We couldn't get in. We couldn't find parking. We had to get out the car and my husband went to go find parking, uh, which was another whole story of its own. <laughs> Text me if you need to know. <laughs> but, you know, so we got in and already there was this anxiety push that was shoved in our face of there's so many people and um, I have one child who wanted to walk fast and I wanted to stroll through the lane because you know take it all in and they were like let's go let's go and I was like no we need to look at all these things and they were like I don't like everybody going so slowly there's too many people and so something that was supposed to be a very joyful experience had started off as a very stressful <laughs> experience. And I texted my husband who was not yet with us because he was parking the car. I'm like, why are we even here? This is just, why did I even bother? You know, this is more effort than it's worth. And I thought, Poof, there goes, there goes my joy. Um, and we, f we can so easily give away our joy and our happiness to things that don't need to give it away. And so I took a moment we had to queue for some poutine and hot chocolate. And in that queue, in that moment, I was just like, you know what? I'm here. It's beautiful. Yes, there are lots of people. 
yes, it's not exactly what I thought it would be, this perfect holiday scenario. Someone's tired, someone's feet are hurting, someone's thirsty, uh, but I'm going to take in this moment. And so I was able to just stop myself and regulate and say, how do I need to regulate in this moment? Um, and so that's one of my first um, common things that I see with my clients is something that steals their joy, something that steals their happiness is the thief of expectations. You know, when we've placed such a high expectation on something that is actually not aligned with how life happens around us. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong to want good things or to hope for good things. That's, I'm a hundred percent a teacher of that. But what I'm saying is that often we can have these false expectations where they're unrealistic on ourselves or on others around us. It was busy. We had to regulate. We had to figure out what worked for us. Um, <laughs> at least this year, it wasn't freezing cold. There have been years in the past where it was very, very cold. But we need to figure out, are my expectations serving me or are they actually pulling me down? And what is it about my expectation? For me, it was I had this picture of this perfect Christmas experience based on what I'd seen on Instagram, to be honest, and I thought that my experience should fit into this perfect picture experience. And that created the stress. So are your expectations serving you? Are your expectations of your family in the season, are they serving you? Are your expectations of your workplace, are they serving you? Um, or are they, what about the expectations of yourself? Are those expectations serving you? Or do we need to realign them and bring them up to a place where you actually can feel contentment and joy in those expectations? I'm not saying settle for average. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that often the expectations are not serving us. They're actually creating anxiety and they're creating um, stress and pressure on our lives uh, instead of bringing us that joy and anticipation and expectation of this is going to be amazing and I'm going to enjoy it no matter what, as opposed to it all has to be perfect. The second thief, uh, joy thief that I found, and this goes hand in hand with expectations, is the thief of comparison. So in a world of social media, in a world of everybody's trying to be the best of this and the best of that and, you know, the online coach of this and the famous preacher of that and I want to make a million dollars and I want to do this. And so we have this world of comparison and often we're left comparing our lives uh, to that. And it's a trap. It's a trap of taking our eyes off of what we have and comparing it to what somebody else has and then just focusing on what we don't have. And that is the biggest joy thief I think that there is in this world um, is this you know, their life is so much better than mine. That is the essence of comparison. And it's good to be inspired by somebody else. It's good to look at their life and think, wow, they've done really well. How did they do that? What can I learn from that? But not to look at it and say, I want their life. You know, that's one of the earliest commandments is do not covet. And I don't want to get caught up in coveting, in being jealous of, in needing somebody else's life. That is a sure way to lose everything I have, everything I have, 
because I want somebody else's life. And I, you know, we really have to guard our hearts against that because we see other people's lives so much more, <laughs> so much more um, than we did before, especially with social media. And the truth is, most people only post the good things in their life. Yes, we get the couple of reels of people crying or, you know, we're tired and that sort of thing. But most of the posts are, wow, it was so wonderful. Even if I think back to what I posted about, you know, the Christmas market, it was like, oh, beautiful night out with my girls. They're so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. But it didn't speak anything about the stresses that we were feeling in that moment. And so I really want to help you. Are you comparing your life to somebody else? And is that comparison, is it inspirational for you in that, okay, if they can do it, I can do it? Or is it pulling you to a place of, man, they've got everything I want. And it actually pushes your emotions down. It makes you feel despondent and feel despair. What can you look towards? What is the the inspirational side that you can look towards? And I'm going to be honest with you. If there are people on social media that you feel that tug of, man, whenever I see their lives, I just feel, yeah, I just feel less than. Stop following them. You have the ability to do that. And if you're worried that they're going to see that you stopped following them, I'm pretty sure there's a mechanism that you can unfollow somebody and it doesn't even tell them. So, just stop the comparison trap. It's not serving us and it breeds discontent and it robs us of the joy that comes from being grateful for what we have. Um, I remember being in, I think it was about grade seven. It was a teacher parent interview and the particular teacher constantly spoke about this other girl in the class to my parents. She's like, oh, Susie does blah, blah, blah. And Susie does this and Susie does that. And I think at one point my mom was like, yeah, but our daughter is Tarange, not Susie. Susie wasn't her real name. And we fall into this comparison trap where it makes us feel like we're not good enough. You are good enough. If we can focus on gratitude, and there have been several times that I've mentioned that in the podcast, but um, if you can focus on gratitude we can stop the thief of comparison or this joy thief of comparison in our lives. So how do I guard my joy despite my circumstances? Um, or how do I guard my joy, you know, amidst these challenges? Well, the answer lies in anchoring our joy in Christ. In Psalm 1611, there are these beautiful words that say, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So our joy is found in the presence of God and anchoring ourselves in Him is the key to enduring great joy. And another, another scripture is that the joy of the Lord is my strength. So yes, there are difficult times that people might be facing. I'm not unaware that this is a time of loneliness for a lot of people or the impact of loss in the season where we don't have the loved ones. It's a very, it can be a very painful reminder of loved ones that are no longer with us. Um, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I can be filled with joy in His presence. And so I want to encourage you today, how can you get into His presence? I talk about that in week one of Emmanuel with us, of how we can enter His presence. And so I want to encourage you to do that today because there are eternal pleasures at His right hand. Our joy is found 
in the presence of God. In order to guard our joy, we must first acknowledge the challenges and emotions that we may be facing right now. So if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling like you have unmet expectations or you're feeling like other people's lives are better than yours, talk about it, face it, acknowledge it in your life. Um, it's, it's okay to not be okay, <laughs> especially right now. Recognize the struggles. Bring them before God in prayer and say, God, your word says that you will fill me with joy in your presence. Help me do that right now. Reach out to a friend who you know is joyful and be like, hey, I need to hang out with you. I need some of your joy. I need some of your presence. I need some of that laughter. Can you bring that into my space? Or how do I get into that space? But um, let's, let's get into his presence because that is where true joy is found. Just like when it says, those that have been living in darkness have seen a great light. He is the great light. And I want to encourage you this week as we just, as we really explore this theme of joy to look for that light in your life. Look for it and grab onto it when you see it. It is there and it's available for you today. So God, today we just want to come before you with open hearts, acknowledging the challenges and the pressures that we have been facing during the season God, I want to ask that you help my friends that are listening to surrender their stress, to surrender their comparisons or the feelings of loss to you. I ask that you would fill each one of us with joy that um, is so abundant in life that we can't help but smile at who you are, that help that you would just anchor our hearts in your love and your grace and your presence. And we ask for all of these things in Jesus' amazing and mighty name. Amen. So as we explore practical ways to anchor our joy in Christ this week, um, the most powerful one is through gratitude. So I want to encourage you today, focus on gratitude, step into what is, uh, what are you grateful for? What do you have in your hands? Who are the people around you that have been faithful and that have been there with you through thick and thin? Say thank you to them. Say thank you to God for them. I know that it is possible for you to experience joy today. So I'm off to go and have some joyful time. And I will talk to you again tomorrow as we explore this further. Have a wonderful rest of your day.